Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Soul's Highest Evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. Welcome to this week's episode. This one's off the chain, y'all, for real. I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible, but I know y'all know I can... Well, actually, these episodes have not been that long. I can talk. Um, I mean, I have a podcast after all, but... I'm capable of talking for long periods of time. So um, this is an interview episode. I have the most unbelievable guest. We have had the best time, laughed our asses off, talked so deeply about cards, about her practice. We have the beautiful Mystical Mandrake Root on the podcast this week. And if you don't know her, you're about to get, I mean, the greatest um, dose of heart medicine of, of, she blew my mind many, many times in this interview. So I'm so happy to share it. That's coming up. Um, I also want to say this is, uh, a day late. (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm going to absolutely endeavor. Uh, it's not because I couldn't get it together. It's because, um, this podcast, I really wanted this episode to be coincided with the full moon in Pisces. I also want it wanted it to be in alignment with a launch and a really big announcement that I'm going to be making in a moment. And uh, so unfortunately, that just meant it had to be squeaked a day late. But normally, that won't be the flow. Um, I'll be, I I can imagine, very clean about timing. But thank you for understanding that. Um, So today is a full moon in Pisces. And it's in Virgo with a conjunct Neptune going on. Um, this is making everything really kind of dreamy, confusing. It might kind of feel like it's like trying to run through a dream. Like it just can't quite happen. I know for myself today, I had like uh, granted a lot of things to get done on my list and did most of them, but some of them I was just like, oh, this took eight hours (laughs) and I thought it was going to take an hour and a half today. So, um, It's like this experience of time not feeling quite as elastic or as generous as we're used to. So if you're in that flow, that's okay. Um, Again, just be willing to let it be imperfect. Just be willing to let the time feel funky, to let things, you know. This full moon in Pisces um, is kind of an activist moon. Pisces is a dreamer. It's a deep feeler. This moon is also coming up in Virgo when, you know, Virgo is the corn mother, the deep earth woman, the, the, the one that is deeply connected to the earth and the one who's able to kind of organize, assimilate and activate in a kind of a different way than we expect. But because of Virgo's ability to organize and analyze, um, and for Virgo's desire to be of service, there's this kind of beautiful marriage happening, which, you know, is making um, such and can make such an impact if we are willing to speak up, share, be of service in moments like this. And of course, we're always being of service. But at a time when um, there are so many people in Texas who need our help, so many people in Oregon and California working through fires that need our help, so many people who are in the path of Hurricane Irma, and of course, everyone, I mean, everyone is affected by the proposed repeal of deferred action for childhood arrivals, 
It's the most unconscionable, cruel thing. This is the moment to make calls, take action. Just do anything you can, literally. There's so much information. Um, for such a deep, watery moon, the reach is really powerful. So as much and as often as you are willing to step forward and kind of use the water to move and to push and to allow for there to be a deep reach, um, that's really what this moon is for. Deep inward looking, deep outward stepping, kind of bringing that depth forward um, and going into a new level than perhaps we've ever reached before. And all of this is happening just as Mercury is going direct. Um, thank God. I'll just say that. Thank literally God above <laughs> and below. Um, thank mother. Thank father. <laughs> um, although, I mean, I say that understanding that the kind of medicine we've received in this retrograde is has been so powerful. And if anyone out there like me is really feeling the the hit of the mercury going direct, because I feel that more than I do the retrograde. Um, I'm standing with you <laughs> big time on that. Um, yeah, so again, when mercury goes direct um, after a retrograde period, after stationing retrograde, we're getting ready to kind of hatch out of the egg. Mercury retrograde is when we're sort of encapsulated in this egg, and sometimes we can have difficulties with that, and we can fight against it, and that's kind of the flow of that. Um, one of the great teachings of any retrograde is kind of tempering the ego. So now that we're in it, now that the energy's flowing direct, it's really powerful to be able to say, you know, okay, um, I'm going to kind of get used to this, but I'm hatched. I'm out. I've transcended and I've moved, not transcended, but hatched, I would say, um, expanded out of this kind of tinier um, bubble that has allowed me to review and nest and prepare. And now I'm going up and out with my energy. So this week, just pay attention with kind of all these watery, swirly energies about how you feel moved to direct yourself and prepare for a more deep uh, launch forward. Again, we are going to be leaping a lot this month. So this is kind of a deep week um, that we're sort of, at least for me, what I'm really hearing from my guides is like learning how to feel all the stuff and still be in life 100%, which is requiring me to be at a new level, even for me, and that's a a lot to say, but a new level with my self-care, with my preparation, with my food, with my hydration, with, um, you know, my supplementation, you know, my brain chemistry care, like all of that good stuff, really important to just understand that, uh, we may need different resources. We may need different support right now. And that's great. So all that stuff is what to look at in this sort of week of this time. It's like an assimilation week, but we're still walking through, taking action, moving forward. So that's kind of the energetic flow of the week. Okay, here's my big announcement. So my big announcement <clears throat> that I've been teasing and talking about, not even for that long, but is that today, it is live right now, I am launching an online virtual tarot training that you can do anywhere in the world, is super cheaply priced, 
so that anyone can do it. And you can sign up for it right now. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. First of all, before I tell you a little bit about it, this doing this course is kind of a dream come true for me because I am blessed enough to have a lot of people who like my work and like the way that I interpret tarot and cannot afford uh, my rates because they're ridiculous and I live in New York and it's not sustainable and it's also not in alignment with what I want to be doing. I want to be serving people at a level and at a rate that is accessible and universal. Um, and the work to shift that around has been very intense and very confronting and ultimately one of the most rewarding things ever to kind of shift away from teaching people tarot one-on-one to creating something like this, um, which has been a dream for a really long time because this work is service. It's sacred service and everyone should be able to do it. So this is sort of my gift to everyone who has been a humble gift, you know, whatever, but truly that's where it's coming from. A thank you and a deep thank you to anyone who's ever supported my work, loved my work, um, resonated with the way that I talk about tarot. Um, this is a big, fat, juicy, eight week, super immersive, um, immersion, a super immersive immersion (laughs) into soul centered tarot reading at the way that I teach it. Um, and you can sign up for that at a website that I'll give in a moment, but, um, course is called tarot for the wild soul just like this podcast a an eight week I'm really bad at names an eight week online immersion into soul-centered tarot reading led by me it's eight weeks starting in on August 3rd god damn eight weeks starting on October 3rd ending on November 21st and Every week we build, every week there are, um, there's a deepening and an enrichment of the material. And we literally cover every single card in the deck. There are multiple videos released every single week. There's audio content, there's bonus content, there's a PDF for journaling, there's um, Q&As, there's so much goodness contained in these eight weeks and in fact there's over 13 videos even though it's only eight weeks long there's an honoring of um sewing of halloween there's an honoring of full moons and new moons with our tarot deck it's quite beautiful and i'm i'm saying all this rather in a very bumbly way but i'm excited and it doesn't need to be perfect for this um I'm just really fucking pumped to share it. And if I'm not going to blast it every week again, this podcast is not about honestly being a platform for my shit, but, um, I will mention it a little bit. Um, probably every week, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see how things flow. But, um, yeah, you can sign up for this bad boy at my website. The, the website link is lindsaymack.com slash tarot for the wild soul. That's it. Just the name of this podcast after lindsaymack.com. And if you can't kind of keep track of that or you're driving, 
it's on my website. It's on my Instagram. It's like written on a mountain. It's like <laughs> everywhere it could be written about. It it's there. Um, it's it's gonna be on my mailing list. So just know that it'll be probably in your face in a way that you wish it wasn't. <laughs> um, and you know, for anyone that I again, the price was. Um, it's, I think, very low for, for you know, it, it's perfect for what it is, but I tried to keep it absolutely as low as possible. And for anyone who truly, like, literally does not have the cash or the money to do even that, um, just to know my book will be out in a couple of months, and that will only be probably, like, $35. So um, eventually, it will truly be, there will be something for everyone. So I love all of you guys, and Thank you for your support because without you, even though someone who is listening to this might be new, without you, um, I wouldn't be doing this because there wouldn't be the audience. So if you're called to sign up for it, you do not need to be an experienced reader. You can be anyone. You can be an intuitive. You cannot be an intuitive. You can be a seasoned reader. You're going to get something new out of it. If you're brand new, you're going to get a great, unbelievably solid foundational knowledge of how to read tarot for yourself. Um, and if you want to learn more, you can go to my website and check it out. And now I'm going to shut the fuck up and, uh, just say thank you. And that I love you all. And I hope you like it. And yeah, the program is kind of a love letter to you guys. So thank you for being here. And now that I've shared all of that <laughs> as quickly as I possibly could still took 15 minutes. Um, I am going to turn you over to this amazing, beautiful, delicious interview that I did with Mystical Mandrake Root, and I really hope you enjoy it. Have a beautiful week, and I'll talk to you next time. Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, deep conversations and soul medicine for your highest evolution. Y'all, I have a guest this week that is really something. She is in, you're just discussing this to begin <laughs> to describe really what you do is hard because you just are. This woman is someone who just lives her gifts, her path. She is an astrologer, a tarot reader, an artist, a writer, and works with earth and crystal medicine. She describes herself, and very aptly so, as an earth witch and a spiritualist. She is an absolutely beautiful healer in all capacities. Um, I had an astrology reading with her that completely changed my life that I'm excited to dive into. Please welcome Anais from Mystical Mandrake Root. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm honored and thank you for the fantastic introduction. <laughs> oh, you are welcome. I mean, you're it's you. So it's a pleasure to tell people about you. So I wanna start <clears throat> by essentially telling people about my reading with you, if that's okay. That is totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. sure. Um Anais is without question the most gifted astrologer I've ever worked with. She does and offers a type of astrology called Astrology for Empowerment. I was telling you in my kitchen before we began recording that I literally 
mentally, emotionally, or literally referenced this reading that she gave me every day. It told me more about myself, confirmed more about myself, offered me more ahas than I ever thought was possible. Um, the way she does it is largely indescribable, but I will attempt by saying that essentially what the kind of astrology you do is both rooted in your education and knowledge as a self-taught astrologer, correct? Yes. And her intuitive gifts, which are unbelievable. And she essentially weaves this, like you, you really do create this tapestry when you read for people that's them, but from a soul-centered perspective where they can look at themselves and their qualities and things that they may have not thought were assets or may have not thought were gifts as this sort of real sense of grounded empowerment, like soul gifts. And um, I feel like I have told people this 400 times, <laughs> but like finding out for me and hearing you talk about what it is to be an eighth house sun sign, because I am and you are too, yeah. um, changed my life. Like very simply, I, I did not understand many things about myself until I understood what that meant. Um, and that was one tiny thing that you explained to me about like Anais's reading has helped me literally not make decisions to start certain things has helped me like it's helped me say yes to certain things and no to certain things without even needing to connect back with her just because the things that she offered were so strong. Um, I have to say, whether you're in New York or not, you literally have to get a reading with her. She's unbelievable, but she's also a tarot reader, and we'll talk about that. But I don't know. I sort of want to float over to... Because your readings are... Your astrology readings are so special. Um, and again, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. Um, how did that... Can you describe a little bit how you started on that? And yeah, about the about the astrology or the tarot. I feel like I'd love to hear about astrology, and then we'll get into tarot oh, yeah. just kind of briefly. Um, Is and, that cool you know, with you? Oh, that's completely cool because they also never... they follow each other. They, um, yeah, astrology was first, and then tarot came into my life. Hmm. So astrology started. Um, Basically, because, you know, I was, like, young and... How old were you? I got to around, like, ninth grade age mm -hmm. or something. So high school started and I was just really perplexed about who I was or who I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, because I knew certain things off the bat. Like, they were just... I was like, I am this. But I never really fit into a mold. And mm -hmm. I grew up with a mom that was also very into astrology. So, you know, I would hear left and down, you're a Pisces, you're a Pisces, that's such a Pisces thing. But then I would read about stuff and I was like, I, I identify with some of this Pisces <laughs> stuff, but like, I was like, but I also feel way too intense to be a Pisces. I was like, yeah. what is wrong with me? <laughs> so that's how, that's what started the journey because, you know, it was the stuff that didn't resonate as a Pisces, which is funny to be an astrologer now. And it started with this little irritation of like reading Pisces stuff and it was like, I'm not really wandering around like a romantic. I never want to be married. I'm very <laughs> unconventional in a lot of ways. I yeah. have an intense personality. Mm. I'm like super private, like all this stuff that just didn't fit. So mm. I started studying about it and like it started with moon signs. And when I learned 
that I had an Aquarius moon, it was like the whole world astrology wise opened up to me mm. because I was just this like pansexual freedom loving kid that dressed like a boy and you know, <laughs> yeah. didn't believe in all this stuff. And I was just like, whoa, oh shit. Like I make a lot of sense. And that was just the moon. So mm. it helped with like self-acceptance mm -hmm. and I, it was a deep dive from there. Wow. So that's how astrology started all for my own self-empowerment. So that's why what I offer to people is astrology for self-empowerment because that is that was my like gateway was like my golden door, you know, mm. like my lion's gate into astrology and becoming an astrologer was to understand myself better. Mm. And having the kind of chart I do, I just went to so many astrologers that told me all this like bad stuff or intense yeah. things because I have an intense chart. And it was just like, get me down. But then I also know I made it through all of that. So that's my goal when I work with people is to empower them and learn a placement doesn't necessarily dictate that you're going to have a bad love life or a bad this, or you're going to have addiction your whole life. It's about getting through it. Mm. Um, so that brings us to today with astrology. <laughs> and tarot is actually kind of a funny thing because I, can't wait. I had a bunch of friends that were into tarot and I was just really resistant to it for like all a long time. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I'm sorry to interrupt oh, okay. you. I grew up here in New York City. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, so continue. Sorry. And uh, I had like even my best friend at the time totally into tarot and her mom taught her. So her mom was in the tarot. So if I was open at that time period, I would have had like the perfect education of tarot oh, from like wow. this, you know. Her mom was from Puerto Rico and she, her mom learned it from her mom. So it was this line of tower readers, but mm. I just was not interested. You're feeling it. Oh yeah. And I'm like <laughs> fixed as crazy. Like I'm just all fixed signs. So if I'm not interested in something, I am not interested. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so then I went up to college, which was in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And I just like long story short, fell in love with this like school in the middle of nowhere that I was only there for a free trip. But then I have no car. I don't know how to drive. And there was nothing close by for me to get a job. So then I was in a bookstore and I saw, um, I'm sure everybody remembers, you know, that mini kit from Barnes and Noble, like the complete set of tarot, <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> the mini box. Anais, you just like I'm not in this dimension anymore. Like I forgot that existed. Yes. Okay, continue. So that I'm with little you. Box that little blue dark colored yes. box. It looks really cheesy. I was in this bookstore at my friend, and I was complaining about yeah. I was eating like, um, you know, like cereal bars and cereal and like pizza, and didn't really have any money, and you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I have to figure out a way to work. So. And at that point, astrology was still personal. I did it for my friends and me, but the idea of clients was like insane to like 20 year old Anna, which is funny as 33 year old Anna, who's an astrologer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I look at it and I just, I purchased it. And I remember I took the cards out and I was just like, oh, and I was like, you know what? And I was like, this, I'm going to work with these pictures and mm. just like see what they tell me. And then people started asking me for readings and like, it was funny to be resistant to this thing that I immediately had an intuitive bond with. And the next thing I know, I was just reading for people. So that was like the campus tarot reader. <laughs> and I also fed myself too at the same time. Wow. So like that's how tarot came into my life. And then Holy after shit. college, it was still just personal. Mm -hmm. And then I had a break from tarot because I bought this deck on a vacation 
with a friend I shouldn't have went on vacation with. It's like, you know, Been sometimes there. you travel with someone and you realize, yeah, we're not really friends. <laughs> not, we're not friends. I don't like you. <laughs> exactly. Like, so I booked this trip at like 23 with this girl and it was just like enemy territory. Like it was just, oh, no. and then I bought the deck when I was with her. And I remember it was just, I feel like sometimes tarot can really soak up stuff that's happening in your life. Yeah. Every reading I did with that deck was so negative. So then I got rid of the deck and I was like, I'm never reading tarot again. <laughs> and then I had like a two year period where I was kind of distant from my intuition. And then I remembered my initial experience with tarot. And I was mm. like, you know what? I think tarot will be the perfect thing to reconnect to my intuition. And that's how tarot came back into my life. And wow. now today I still read tarot for myself and for others. And mm. I love it. Incredible. So was the, um, I was not one of the lucky few to get the Barnes and Noble set. <laughs> I do mean that quite literally. Was it a, was it a rider weight inside? It was, I actually don't know the name of it. It was like, it had a black background and all these colors. Okay. And I'm, I don't know if it was made for Barnes and Noble. Maybe it was. And they were Whoa. these small cards that came with a book. I gotta get on this. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a deck I'd love to get. I'd it love to sink really my teeth into that deck. Fun, and I really like it. And the funny thing is that I don't know what happened to it because I moved around a lot. Oh, right. But it's on my wish list to get it again. So it was my <laughs> very first deck. And it's from Barnes & Noble. And it's tiny Aww. little cards. But I would love to work with it again. Because it's like your... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so there's so much. Um, you were 20 around 20 years old when mm -hmm. you got your first deck at that and literally fed yourself. So I am bowing down to you. That is literally unbelievable because I, there's a lot of really deep, very legitimate parallels in our story and our, some, some even in the timeline, like yeah. I too was the campus terror reader, <laughs> but never charged anyone. Like the confidence that you had I don't even know if you think about it that way, but I actually never thought about it that way. It was like out of this necessity because I, I mean, I yeah, feel I, you. It's, it's like, amazing though. Thank you. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking I could travel somewhere for a job, but you know, it's like, I, so I went to college in Buffalo, New York, which is cold I had a feeling. and freezing yeah. <laughs> and I got lost on the bus so many times that I was traumatized because <laughs> oh, <God>. so, <laughs> it's like, you're just passing all these houses that look alike. Yeah. So then it was just like. I was like, I have to make this work because I, if I go to work every day, I'm just gonna keep getting lost and it's cold and I'm gonna get frostbites yeah. and like, it's like, I have to. <laughs> I'm gonna like wind up in like Canada on the exactly. bus. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously got lost a lot. It's like the oh. most lost I ever got in my life. So I was like, I need to do something campus bound yes. and then charge people for it. Oh, what a so beautiful. It, and the after reflection, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I didn't think of it as like confidence at the time. Well, it's, I feel like, cause it's, that's only in hindsight because the true moment was like, great, here's this perfect thing, this perfect gift for you to do and why not, yeah. you know? How was it for you? May I dive more into that? Because oh, I'd definitely. love to know, I'm sure that there are people listening to this podcast who are in college and giving readings and creating that to support themselves and... Did you have hours or did people just find you? Did you structure certain oh, things? Oh, I totally had structure. Like with my privacy control issues, it was totally. What did you do? Did you have a website or did people <laughs> no, just know? No, it was like word of mouth. So 
um, I started doing it for the people oh. on my floor. And I was like, well, tell it to anybody else who would want one. Mm-hmm. And then I had like a base of like, because we're all college students. So I did like between 10 and $20. So that was my thing. So someone could donate between 10, 10 or $20. Or if they really didn't have any money, like they could like buy me a meal or something. Because you know how kids, have, you know, you have the meal ticket card. Absolutely. Um, the swiper. Or oh, whatever. yes. The yeah. swiper. <laughs> so like I had a system set up with that. Like if you can't do between 10 or $20 and buy me something to eat. And then I'll read it for you. And I would only schedule them that I can do it on a Saturday or a Sunday. Wow. And did it work for you? It did. Wow. And were people, I assume yes, but happy to pay you? Did you ever get anyone who like gave you a hard time? No, only the the few times it did, I just refused to read them. And I was just like, well, if you you don't want to pay me, like I'm not going to, it's like it takes my time and my energy. So of course, and I don't care if you see me a month from now, you're mad. Like that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like those are great words to live by for anyone. Yeah. What did that experience beyond, I'm sure, providing you with the framework to be like, oh, I can be a paid healer, a paid witch, and it's possible for me to receive divine compensation for my gifts, bam. Beyond what I'm assuming is a very powerful just experience in in your life um what did that offer you in terms of the carry over to the fact that you are a healer now who is doing that kind of work I think it actually just showed me some things that I kind of made myself disbelieve if that makes sense because Mm. I had a period of time in my life it was around the time with intuition thing where I didn't do anything related to magic anything related to tarot cards, any astrology. I took a break from everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because long story short, I had like this really traumatic relationship with somebody and I was convinced I manifested them. So (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm just staying away from everything because I just manifested this person that totally destroyed me. And it was like being afraid of my own powers and I turned everything off. Mm -hmm. But then when I got back into it, I came into it with all these doubts of like not feeling like a natural um, not feeling like I, my intuition was strong enough, not feeling like I can even turn it into anything. And I'm just going back to those early experiences of doing that helped get me helped give me that power again of like, no, I know what I'm doing. Mm. And I am aligned to this, even with the break, like I, it's okay. Yeah. Even more so because I'm self-taught with everything. I never went to yeah. an astrology school or did an astrology program. Mm-hmm. Same thing with tarot, you know, like... Even like the side thing of making jewelry and like, you know, ritual tools and stuff taught myself everything I do, I teach myself. So I go back to me at 20 as the school reader to remind myself like, no, you got this. Like, it's okay. Fuck yes. Let's talk about that for a minute. I am also self-taught. I've never had a tarot teacher. Um, I am a tarot teacher now Mm -hmm. and... It's interesting because I have found that the way I feel most comfortable, I think everyone knows what these cards mean. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows what they mean. Sometimes we have to do a little journeying because there are some cards that will really spike up an old belief system or, you know, um, but... I have found, at least for myself and I've seen in my students, that the limitations or the blocks in the road where we're like, that card means that and I don't get it and, you know, I don't understand other than this. 
is exactly parallel to what we're not looking at in us. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and um, I would love for you to speak to that because I'm, I'm really passionate about the idea that um, it is a beautiful thing for, because I do believe there, there have been some things that I've had teachers on and have deeply cherished that. But I really think that if you're willing to look deeply at your shit and deeply at your work, yes. um, you don't need a teacher. And then, and really anything anyone tells you about the tarot is like, great, absorb what works and kind of throw the rest away and think mm -hmm. about all of it and consider all of it. And anyway, all that kind of rambling to say, <laughs> I would love for you to speak about the process because I never even thought about it. I don't know if you're the same way. I never even, I was like, oh, of course I can teach myself this. Like I never even thought about going to a teacher and yeah, I'd love to know because it sounds like you're not saying this, but what I think I'm hearing you say is that you received this deck, which you're not the first person I've heard kind of say this, although it's rare. I haven't heard too many people say this. Um, you sort of knew what these cards meant. Yeah. Can you describe what it felt like? Do you think it was related to the fact that it was so deeply a part of your, do you think it was a combination of, the fact that you've very clearly done this in many lifetimes. Definitely. It's a remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Re like very strong past lives as a reader multiple times. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the first reading I did with it, I remember I spread them on the table. I still remember this. And it was like watching a film play out. And I just spread it out from the fool to the end, you know, like the natural order of the cards. And it felt like I was watching a film and I was already familiar with what the film was. And then knowing that lesson of like, this book's really important. It's going to help me learn, like, you know, the way of the land. But then my intuition's also a big part of this. And I started to just, you know, whenever I used the cards, it was like revisiting the film and then mm -hmm. watching the characters and how they interact with each other and then associating certain things in, in me and in my life with certain cards so I know how they interact with each other. Oh. And all of that was like the learning process. And because of past lives, getting familiar again. Yeah. With the tarot cards. It's such a funny thing, right? To it have is. a remembering, but in this one. Yeah. So <clears throat> again, I think that everything you're saying, by the way, is such a gift and a deep treasure. And I just thank you for all of your wisdom. I would love to dive into what something that you just said a little bit more, because I think with tremendous respect and, you know, a very wide birth for mm -hmm. this comment you just mentioned something that I think a lot of people skip in their initiation self-initiated journey into tarot um I don't think people think it's a thing I really resonate that was how I taught myself is that I would pull a card or look at them and think okay if this is here for me today what does the world look like yeah you know like if I'm in 10 of wands, like I used to do field studies, literally. <laughs> and every time I'd get a card, I would think like, okay, cool. I'm going to walk through my whole day. I love that. <laughs> right. You know, but it sounds, but you're, I feel like you're telling me for you, it was more of a remembering. And I feel like you're telling me that you did some of the same thing. In, Definitely. In, yeah. Yeah. And it's a combination of, I guess a good example is I'm like a person with big imagination in general. 
And whenever I watch something and I love it, I like intersect in my, myself in it. Like seriously, everything mm. on my list of favorite movies, like I'm a character in this fucking <laughs> thing. I'm always a character. Yeah. Like I have so much fan fiction. Like, Girl. I, just, like I always insert myself in anything I love. Like I watch it with <laughs> this idea of like, who would I be in this scenario? Absolutely. So since my mind works that way. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the tarot. I was like, okay, so I'm on that cliff as the fool mm-hmm. looking out making this decision you know when have i or been there I'm, yes yeah what like, am I when doing? have i been there or pulling cards and like who does this remind me of and honoring mm. the fact that if i pulled that card a certain person always came into my mind and it's like well what's that person's qualities what role did they play in my life okay this is what that card is to me amazing oh my god i love it that's great <laughs> there was something that you just said that i wanted to double down on <clears throat> um what card feels if this is too personal you don't have to share it i feel like somehow it might be um do you have a card that feels like your soul essence high priestess totally i feel the same way yeah i feel like everyone says that but i actually (laughs) do feel that way oh i feel it completely even down to like her unpleasant side even down to the (laughs) fact that she like that she's self like she can like yeah self-deceive her own self you know Mm. or like all like down to the nitty-gritty nasty shit to the highest energy of it high priestess all the way and to like someone who can't get up like i i do think we we're both I don't know. I feel like we do share this piece that I'm always like sort of silently observing this about you on Instagram. We are, I think to put it mildly, homebodies. Totally. And (laughs) there is something about her literally in the vaginal column, in the center, down in, where I do think, at least for myself, I feel like I don't always identify with having all of the answers and being a goddess of inner knowing, although yeah. sometimes I have an unegoic sense of feeling into my power or whatever. Yeah. But just the innerness of how difficult it can be when you're a high priestess person to like interact at the Definitely. grocery store. <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's like you're you're so deep in yourself. Yeah. That it's hard to be out of that. Yeah. And it's not necessarily always like, I know all, you know, it's you know, for a good, all, a good example yeah. of it is I could have a client and then they write me and they're like, that reading was amazing. And then I'm home later and I was like, I got to figure this shit out. And I pull my <laughs> cards and I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you even talking about? And I'll look at my trances and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Ah, you know, the scroll is not even always open to the high priestess herself. You better believe it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the misperception. Let's I, I really do think that that's the misperception yeah. of her that it's um it's like she's ruled by the moon. It's yes. multi-phase. It's she's multitudinous, ever changing, ever shifting. And yeah, I and I feel the same way because I think that there's this really shitty, like well, I don't know if shitty is quite it, but this and I do this too to my own people, you know, mm-hmm. where we have an experience with someone and it's positive or we feel deeply heard or seen and you know, then like an hour after I give someone a reading like that, I'm pulling for myself <laughs> and literally like smashing the cards yes. off the table because 
like in one full swipe because I don't want to hear. Yes. <laughs> and I'm telling people to like trust your hands when you pull. And it's like, you know, so she's I feel like that strong duality of her all the time. I love you naming yeah, that. It's so fucking important. <laughs> oh, yeah. That hurts completely all the way. Yeah. Even if the answer's in front of me, I'm like, I don't want to hear that right now. So <laughs> reshuffle. <laughs> she like, like falls out again. It's like reversed. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. And then I'm just, and like at my worst, I'll like take the card out that keeps jumping out that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> and I'm like, I oh really God. don't want to hear that right now. And it'll just come up as another card. And I'm like, fine. It's fine. like you, you like are brushing your teeth. It's like behind you in the exactly. bathroom mirror. <laughs> like, I'm still somehow. here. It's like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> One time I, this wasn't even that long ago. I was like, Ugh. one time I, I, I was like really in, in it. I think it was in May or June. I can't fucking remember. It was cancer season. I'm sorry. It was cancer season um, of this year. And I was going to my deck and it was a, it was a time where my deck was giving me answers that didn't, I couldn't track them. Mm-hmm. And it was very frustrating because I was really in need of guidance and wasn't really feeling that. It was a real time in my life where God was just like, just show up and like do what's in front of you. And I was like, okay, but what, you know? And I pulled the death card and um, I was not feeling deathy. Yeah. And have to admit in that moment, even though I love the death card, I, I was a little put off by it and immediately was like, well, what's it about? And of course they told me nothing. <laughs> and then I put it back in. And I reshuffled and I was like, okay, what am I really in? And then I pulled the devil. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And and (laughs) that was a moment for me. I I hated it when it (laughs) happened, but it was a moment for me where I'm just consistently reminded of the flexibility and holy presentness of tarot that it really can be about the future, but it's so often cheekily about the present yes you know what i mean cheeky very (laughs) cheeky those little buttholes (laughs) and what about i feel moved to ask you this what about the queens i are you a blend a blend okay and it depends on what time of my life i'm in so like Mm. when i was younger um and i feel like almost more like hardcore into my piscesness I was all about pulling Queen of Cups. I was mm-hmm. like, there, there she is. Like, that's my homegirl right there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, we're like, you know, on the motorcycle, just going, being <laughs> these powerful, amazing. emotional beings. But like, where I'm in my, my, my life now, because, you know, it's like the last few years I've experienced a few traumas. So like, mm. I'm very much in my moon right now. So it's like, as an Aquarius moon, my moon feels safer to me than like a Pisces sun. So, for example, when I pull a Queen of Cups now in the last two years, I get like really mad because I just mm. don't want to like deal you with her. Like I'm like, that. no emotions, no thank you. Like, I want them turned off. Yeah. You know, so like, I'm all about right now the, you know, the Queen of Swords because it's like, oh, yeah, that's where I want to be right now. And so it depends on like where I'm at, you know, yeah. and ultimately, I'll always have love for Queen of Pentacles, because of course I want that. <laughs> yes, but. of course. It's the house you'd like to buy. Exactly. Yes. But it depends on where I am, the ebb and flow of my life. So right now mm. I'm just like riding on the motorcycle with Queen of Swords and I don't want to see the other one. <laughs> I uh, couldn't love that more if I if I tried. I, I love the way you explained that. I also have to say that I really love that you love Queen of Swords because I struggle with her mightily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
she's a really strong teacher, but she comes with a lot of spikes for, for me personally. She does. She does. Yeah. yeah. But you can obviously, she can obviously be road dogs with her. Like I can't be, um, she, it's hard for me. And I wonder if it's because you have that air. It's the air. Yeah. Because cause I don't have any uh, air in my oh, chart. Yeah. Otherwise she's just like too harsh. She's too like cutthroat. Yeah. Like, you know, the thorns, like instead of touching the rose part, you're grabbing the bottom with the thorns. Yeah. She can be really hardcore, but I really credit that to the fact that I do have moon in Aquarius and I also have Venus in Aquarius. Wow. So if I didn't have that, I don't think I could work with her. Like she'd probably like scare the shit out of me if I didn't have that. Yeah. But I resonate with her because of that. I love that. And what is it for you to, what do you feel like is, if you can even describe it, like the medicine it helps you, um, how am I putting this? What does it offer you um, to grab the thorns instead of the rose? I think it offers like a sense of realism and a sense of like, you know, it's like shit can be tough and life can be really hard. And, you know, you're not always going to have, even though it's beautiful to have the space to like Mm -hmm. cry and be and all of that, like, not everything is going to allow you that. So you also need to be able to hold your own and like Mm. have strong armor and really strong boundaries and all of this, because not everything is going to allow space for like your sensitivity or the fact that you're an empath or, and of Mm. course everyone should seek their tribe. You should like seek your people and settings that honor that. Mm -hmm. But like you just, the battle scars you get through life. Like I just feel like connection to the queen of swords just helps it you just like take the knocks a little better mm-hmm. and get yourself out of whenever you feel like you're sinking or, you know, cause then instead of it being like, I guess a good, a good way to describe it is, you know, queen of cups can maybe be like, I feel taken advantage of in this situation. Um, and I'm giving so much and maybe like they need a hug and they want to cry, which is fine. But then queen of swords is like, well, fuck this and fuck you. <laughs> you know? yeah. so it's like, it's, a, it's important to kind of be yeah. connected to all of them because you need to be able to have like you just need to say that to situations and people sometimes it's like fuck this i'm out and like that's Mm. i feel like medicine from her from the queen of swords because like you do have to do that sometimes absolutely so it's like boundaries saying no sometimes you do have to be thorny like if someone's taking advantage of you and it's like that's not cool and this isn't gonna fly that's right so even though she can be very harsh um there's a lot to learn from her because there are Mm. times that you're gonna need to like you know turn your cactus on and just be like get away from me (laughs) and she can teach you that I think oh my god I love as you are speaking about this I'm reflecting that as a white lady probably the greatest teacher for spiritual white women who aren't sure how comfortable they are in you know if there's a feeling of reading something very intense about stepping the fuck up into allyship and there's a sense of I feel like that how you just put that is different than my reflection but she I feel like she is the patron saint of like silencing white tears (laughs) (laughs) about like do you know what I mean like about um like anything in relationship to bypassing hurt feelings the ego like getting butt hurt about stuff it's like okay great you feel victimized or attacked or you feel like you're taking something personally like great okay fuck it Mm -hmm. move past it take a breath 
move into why you're being triggered. Exactly. And I I can I have never thought about <laughs> Queen of Swords like that. And with that sword, you know, she's really like and you know, another thing about her, I think, another reason I'm really drawn to her yeah. is like as an empath and like a person whose chart is mostly water besides all the besides all the Aquarius stuff, is I had to learn boundaries. Like that was one of the yeah. biggest lessons in my life. And I'm finally at a place where these things are like fucking rock solid. Wow. <laughs> but like it took so much work most of my life. So when she started coming up in readings for me, it was a really beautiful thing because, you know, I had to learn about boundaries and saying no, for example. Like people that know me now would be really surprised to know that I used to have trouble saying no. Mm. I throw them out like free drink tickets. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Like someone's like, hey, do you want a no, 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 no? (laughs) Yeah. But like actually before my Saturn return, Mm. no just felt like this thing that I was like choking on and I couldn't get out. And Around my Saturn return, I would keep getting the Queen of Swords. So I just really like learned to work with her and merge that element of myself, which is funny because astrology wise, I started to feel a little less Pisces sun and more Aquarius moon. So all of it was like there's lessons in all of it. And that was like my initiation with her. Holy shit, buddy. Yeah. That's fucking mind blowing. (laughs) I mean, you've just I never I've never thought about her that way. This is why, like, we are perpetual students of tarot. Oh, completely. You know what Always I mean? Always learning. Always you just learning. blew my mind with that. What a gift. Yeah, she's powerful. And it's like, yeah, for someone that's sensitive, like, if, you have, if you're always, like, cutting cords or need to, like, cut cords and attachments, I mean, she's the girl, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, there's so much significance, even in reflected in her imagery, like yes. the sword pointing straight up in the tarot is significant. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Bringer of harsh truth, yes. but important truth. I can't wait to work with her more like that. Wow. I love that. How important. Um, yeah, she's a big one for me. That's awesome. What are your other, what are the other ones that have been important to you? Can you name a couple? Definitely. I have two that are favorites now, but I have yeah, really tell me your faves. bad relationships with them before. <laughs> so, and this might be really funny to people, but I used to be really afraid of the Hierophant. Like, I get it. Really afraid. Like just, I would pull it and get chills and put it back in the deck. Wow. Um, but I know it speaks to a lot of past life stuff, mm-hmm. which I've like healed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And now I love when I see that card. Yeah. But I used to pull it and I was like, not you. Like, go away. <laughs> I don't want to see you. You know, it's like a creepy guy at a bar or something like, hey, can I get you a drink? You know, it's like, <laughs> can I have, I have my two your... like bald headed dudes with me. Right? <laughs> and at the same time, enlighten your spirit or whatever. You know, it's like, that's what the hair of it felt like to yeah. me. And I was like, get away from me. But um, I noticed as I started to just like almost like take take the tools of what I use to heal myself and start to use those tools for other people, my feelings changed. I would get the hair off in the deck and I'm like, oh, I'm on the right path. All right. I'm doing well. Like I'm, I'm in this. I'm wearing yeah. this crown now. So it's an ally when I used to like run away from it. Mm-hmm. So the hair off one. Mm-hmm. And the second one, which is really funny, is the emperor. I... so many issues with the emperor and it was made even worse because he reminded me of my first boyfriend so you can imagine a card in the deck that just keeps reminding you of this like first boyfriend (laughs) oh my god (laughs) 
And whenever I would pull it, I would think about him and then also just feel really uncomfortable. Mm. And then he always just felt like he was like telling me what to do when I pulled him in the spread. And I'm like such a rebel naturally. Mm-hmm. So I have memories of pulling him in cards and I'd be like, don't tell me what to do. You know, it's like if someone was listening <laughs> to me, like, who is she talking to? It's like, I'm talking to this tarot card. <laughs> I just had this, this motherfucker right here. Exactly. It's like almost like a, a teen needing ferociously to rebel against the parent. That was my mm-hmm. re- emotional response to the emperor. Mm-hmm. And then um, I can't remember exactly the dates now, but everything's like interwaved with astrology for me since I like live in astrology. But, you know, like you, your chart progresses and then you move into the next. Sign. Are you in Aries now? Yes. Okay. And I have been for a few years. So I'm the funny Taurus. thing is as soon as my son moved into Aries, I would just get this like almost perverse delight whenever I saw the emperor. <laughs> like I pull him and I was like, I can get down with you. Like I like, all right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And he taught me a lot about um, just like power and mm-hmm. authority and just like standing my ground and having like this, I guess, positive relationship with my own masculinity Mm -hmm. because that's always been a thing throughout my life. Like I, you know, I always wished I was like a boy and I would like hide in it. I dressed like a boy for years. Like I would even like bind, I would like bound my breasts so it didn't look like I have breasts. Mm -hmm. And then I was in this assertive masculine state a lot of my youth. And I just like, he just taught me a lot about like balance with that. And on another level, Mm -hmm. he taught me some stuff about my past lives because I've had uh, more than one past life where I was a man and just really like sexually driven and power driven and like he's helping me heal that shit. Wow. <laughs> so that me and the Emperor are like homeboys. That's so beautiful. I mean, again, you have me very like this just so golden. It's just golden. That's beautiful. <laughs> Those are two biggies. I think the Hierophant, I like the Hierophant a lot. I actually love the Emperor as well, but I feel like I started to get the Hierophant in some of my worst times because, you know, if you're identifying with a set of beliefs that are not true for you, that Taurus comes out in that motherfucker and it is persistent. (laughs) And he's very hard and very stubborn, that energy to just get you up and out. And when I was kind of on the road to having like a really hardcore breakdown breakthrough where I had to split, but I had to cut ties with talking to my mother, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of just broken boundaries and like kind of heeding her call and talking to her all the time because I was getting married and she wanted to be a part of it. And like she even, it's kind of a long story, but my mother doesn't leave the house. She's yeah. a shut in and um, she wanted to come here and it was probably the most intense like throwback into post-trauma that I've ever had. Yeah. Like I was literally six years old, like having her in my home like never that's never happened before so she never came to see me at college like mm-hmm. ever it was the first time she was in my space um and i was pulling the hair on almost every day wow during that time but i thank god for it because ultimately i had to choose my own truth my own channel and become my own teacher yeah you know and oh, i love your stories about that that's beautiful what card do you feel like you're in right now 
That's a tricky one. I feel, um, well, all, all this summer, mm-hmm. um, what's been showing up a lot for me is the hangman, which I have like a really kind of like, <laughs> ugh, a universal ugh, experience. Yes, exactly. Like, I, I get it. I get it. We get yeah. it. We get what you're bringing. We get what you're about. We get that you're the gateway to death. Yes. You're fucking difficult and no one's so happy to difficult. see you. So fucking difficult. I'll say it. No one's happy to see you. No. So difficult. <laughs> and I keep getting it. And I'm just like, oh, I know. I know. I know that both my feet aren't bound. I know I don't necessarily have to stay here, but I'm figuring shit out. Just like, can I just like figure it out and get a clearer answer? Yeah. Like whenever I see it, I'm just like, I fucking know that. But can you give me something else? Like that's what it feels like when I see it. <laughs> Your um speaking of hanged man in the summer, I don't know why this is coming to me, but your Instagram. Instagram. You are mystical mandrake group yes. on Instagram. I consistently, and it's not hard, I guess, for me to laugh out loud about certain things. Your Instagram posts about astro weather, astro situations about with regard to certain things have just often have me laughing out loud. And that, that makes me happy. Oh, yeah. And that... um. <laughs> relation that that um there's somehow something about how you're describing the hangman just like perpetually being at your door you know like it's a stalker the hangman's a stalker card (laughs) (laughs) he is he is yes it's like i get it can you leave yeah like we broke up two months ago can you just stop it (laughs) he's like sure and then you like look out the window he's like in your bushes yes (laughs) so you still feel like you're hanging out in a little bit of the hangman a little. I thankfully I haven't seen him in like a few weeks now, so I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that he's not just laying low. You yeah, know? I hope. Like not the either. hangman's like how people come back into your life during like Mercury or Venus of retrograde. Course. Like that's hangman. So yeah. I'm really hoping that he's just actually like really not here right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in an eight of pentacles. Ten of Wands moon combo right now. What a combination. I do. (laughs) I I can identify all of them working together. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like this August eclipse season, we're recording this on um, pre-Labor Day um, for listeners. Um, I feel like this, now that we're in Virgo season, it was like, everything's better no offense just everything everything (laughs) is better the minute i i didn't even know the date yeah and i knew i was like oh we've moved into virgo like i knew i felt it just like energetically immediately completely different fucking batshit during (laughs) (laughs) the rest of the summer Mm -hmm. and i feel like um my I feel like people have been split up and are still in two kind of very significant planets in the in the same orbit. Yes. There are folks who are in the cave right now, in the cocoon, who don't know what's going on. And it's appropriate. It's like, you're just in that. Yeah. And I'm not alone in this, but I am the opposite, where... I'm being asked to do a lot right now, a lot of things that by the time this comes out will be out. I'm like preparing to do different projects and launch them in the fall, but everything's in complete alignment. Like the money in my account is 
meant to do. I'm making it work and redefining for myself right now what I thought I had time to do. Like there's definitely an upgrade happening, but it's happening with a lot of physical, practical. So it is like a 10 of wands because to me, 10 of wands can either be in a creative explosion or a total burnout. And it's up to you as to how to work with it. Yes. But ultimately, as you know, 10 of wands is unsustainable to a certain extent. Like I can't keep doing this forever, but it is what it is right now. But that eight of pentacles thing, like just dropping the story and returning to the blacksmithy or whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) Just like continuing. It's just like a really beautiful card about honing in the craft. Yeah. Like in the moment. Letting it be humble and letting it redefine. Because I'm getting, as a woman who is really, um, trauma will do this to you. Like I I have a lot of sometimes, believe it or not, like failure to launch. Like I'd rather just hang out. Like I, I'll, I'll have all of these plans to do things. And then like three hours later, I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'll take a nap and, you know, round this day out, right? I'm just learning a new definition of what I'm capable of. I didn't even know it. Like all of this without feeling like I'm going to have a breakdown, you know? Um, But the moon and the hangman are definitely cousins. Definitely. I hear that on this. Also, just like total discomfort in the completely yeah. I mean the moon is one that I pulled recently too um like more than twice <laughs> yeah um and that's the like that is actually the other one that's I would say if I could rank them by how much they've been coming into my life hangman and then the moon's another one and yeah they're cousins and it's yeah totally uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's totally and it's this place of like in a this summer has been like one of the most uncomfortable seasons that I can remember in a really long time. Yeah, yeah. And but intuitively, I'm also experiencing all these like deepening things. Absolutely, like my third eye, like my insight. Everything's yeah. like so fucking deep right now. Like, yeah. Um, and like this is just like a funny side story. But like for example, like my day job, I've worked there for like four or five years, mm-hmm. and we all joke about like how there's like a ghost there, but like no one's ever seen it with their. I, I fucking saw that thing last week. <sighs> With my eyes. What? After five years, How I actually saw it. And I was just like, I was like, wait a minute. And I, I was like, am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing? Wow. And it was just like there and it disappeared. And I like ran downstairs and I was like, oh my God, I just saw the elusive ghost that nobody ever sees, but everybody knows is here. <laughs> it's just wild. So like, that's an example of like, whatever's like, what's happening inside of me. Like everything is deeper and yes. more intuitive and more psychic yeah. but emotionally i've been a fucking mess same a mess i have to <laughs> honor th- is that your first time seeing like full corporeal you know oh, I, i've seen them a lot of times oh that's cool yeah. i'm not a seer i don't see that's amazing my cousin um i have a little cousin who um was able to do that as a young child yeah i've just never had i feel like god knew not to give me that I actually, you know, like, like I managed to turn it off for a few years because it's she really she can do that too. She she did that too. Yeah, yeah. I won't mention her name out of just respect for her story about it. But wow, I, that's incredible. So it's like the moon at work. You know, it's like yeah. this deeper level of intuition and magic and mm-hmm. um, just psychic insight in myself. But also the talk about the fucking tides of the water and shit. I mean, emotionally, was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think all that shit drops in when we're busy 
moving through because yeah. there's just so much space being made. This is not as spectacular as that, but I am. I've always been a channeler who uses cards, mm-hmm. um, and I'm starting to find that I'm not really using them right now, and am able to have full, comfortable, complete conversations anytime I want and get answers anytime I want, just from asking questions, yeah. um, which I guess I was maybe able to do somewhat, but it, I've noticed a real development after this summer. Like that's been a gift I've walked away from is that I'm really noticing like, whoa, I do deeply possess this answer. That's so powerful. Yeah, you like tapped into it. Yeah, and it was funny, I'm noticing maybe by the time that this comes out, something will change because I had a woman in here who, um, her, her, she was in here for reading and it was quite powerful and there, were, there was a lot of stuff that came through that was really good and, you know. And then at the end of it, she was sort of like, that was great, um, not what I was expecting. And I was like, oh, what were you expecting? She was like, a tarot reading. And she's like a Virgo, yeah. so I understood it. <laughs> like there was, there was tarot on the table, but she was like, no, I just expected like not all the information you got. Like yeah. I just didn't get that. And um, I was, I think that she thought I was offended, but I really took it in and I was like, maybe I'm not, maybe my offering's changing. Yeah. Maybe it has a different name. And that is something I'm working through right now because- I sort of got a yes to that, and then I cried because I love my soul tarot readings. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> change is weird. Anyway, all that bullshit yeah, to say it's change like is transforming weird. into something else. I know, but for you, what a gift to be able to see. I mean, to have those beings show themselves to you. Yeah, it's definitely. It's like that both sides of the coin thing, but even. I think at the same time, too, I'm really grateful that naturally my personality and, you know, the whole eighth house sun thing, which mm-hmm. we share, I'm just like a really deep, like, fucking nails from the dirt soul kind of I person. hear you. So, yeah, I think that's really beneficial with that ability, because even in really I've had a, my fair share of very uncomfortable experiences with them mm. or having to, like, ask them to leave or mm. like I've even helped some like pass over like that have just come to me. It's like one apartment I lived in was like really old pre-war building. And this woman was just there, you know, Mm. and it's like I got all this information like her husband never came back from the war. She was just wandering in the apartment. And one day I was just like, all right, I'm going to light a candle for her and I'm just going to tell her that it's okay for her to go because then she can join him wherever he is. So it's like even though it was really uncomfortable in that apartment until I figured out how to help her. Once I did, Mm. I never saw her again. Mm. So, yeah, it's like. It can be really overwhelming and scary and like, mm. oh, shit. Or sometimes I can talk to people and then like, there'll just be a relative hanging out behind them. And I'm like, oh, God. OK, I thought wow. this was like a two person situation. Like, <laughs> like what's Come going on, on here? I'm trying to have like chicken wings here. Exactly. I'm it's just like, trying to drink my beer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's really like, but I think now that I'm older, too, mm-hmm. um, I have more of this awareness of I think. I try to help the ones that show themselves to me. Mm -hmm. And a big lesson about that is something I experienced last year. 
And I won't take up a lot of time talking about it. But like long story short, I was in New Orleans, which already says a lot. (laughs) Such a place for you. Even as we were talking, I like heard the whispers of it. Oh, yeah. And just all connected there many times over. I lived there in three different lives. Mm. Um, You know, working on getting back there partially in this life. Mm. And, you know, last time I was there, I stayed in... um, one of the neighborhoods that got really hit by the storm before. Mm-hmm. And for two nights, I couldn't sleep. On the third night, instead of sleeping, I was with two spirits that actually took me through what they went through the night of the storm. Whoa. And I encountered a lot of people. I was in their homes. And then it was really eerie because I actually have had uh, a number of near-death experiences in my life. The first two were I almost drowned. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of heavy karma with water. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes joke to people that like Oshone's trying to take me back, but I also really kind of mean it. Like I'm really afraid to go in the water because I feel yeah. like it just wants me. It wants you. It wants yeah. me. Like how a year apart does a really good swimmer go in the water and get pulled out to the middle of nowhere? When the ocean's dragging you by yes. the ankle being like, daughter, come on. And on top of that, yeah. I saw a woman that pulled me out of the water that no one else saw. The first <sighs> time and the second time, the same woman. So... I don't oh, swim. Wow. <laughs> uh, like, wow. yeah, I just, I stay away. So, like, that night was, Powerful. you know, I just went through the storm, the whole neighborhood with them. And I remember being very aware that I was in this room, laying on a bed next to my partner and being led through the storm. Mm. And I remember that next, when I woke, finally woke up, I went outside and seriously we went to three different neighborhoods that day i just fucking saw water everywhere like i Mm. couldn't shake it and so i sat down i found like a tree because i'm such a tree spirit and i found this one tree i really connected to and i was like you showed yourself to me for a reason but how can i help you Mm. and long story short i was shown a ritual so i just got tobacco and some other things that they told me they wanted and then i went to the lake and i did a ritual and it was just Mm. like a goodbye ritual to them and then after that, I was there for four more days. I slept like a baby. Wow. You know, you are, because I don't do a lot of work with ghosts. I Guides, that's mainly what comes. Mm-hmm. But what you're describing, I have had experiences not as profound as what you're talking about, but impactful where, but I've never seen anything. So I think when you haven't had the visual, there's a tendency to not yeah I don't need to go into it just to say that the the wisdom that you're bringing forth on this is deeply appreciated I'm really honored it's very powerful the the respect that you treat it with because most people just are like get out you know, rather than working with it and Definitely. not being afraid of it. And, you know, then, of course, the boundary thing comes to it, too. You know, if it's something nasty, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Of course. <laughs> you know? Well, of course. But it's like knowing if someone actually needs help. You know, it's like the it was an old man and a little boy that came to me mm. and they were just lost. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And then a lot of people have stayed in this place. But because it, it was pretty much a friend of ours that whenever friends come to town, they stay there. But I was the first person when I told him that I had this experience. And he's had a lot of friends stay over. I mean, he's like a Sag. So he has like a thousand friends. And they always stay at his house when they visit. Yeah. And here's this like Pisces eighth house son that like the next morning he's having coffee. And I'm like, Sean. (laughs) He's like, what? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, isn't that 
let's talk. Let's talk about. Well, I want you to complete your thought before I venture forth onto. Oh something. no, I think just the end of it was like, yeah, it's a whole nother like everything like astrology or tarot. You know, it's yeah. like trusting your intuition, boundaries, all of that comes into play with the spirit stuff too. Because I don't go looking for them. I mean, I admit when I was young, I was totally a ghost hunter. But then totally. it's also not surprising, you know, scorpionic chart of Pisces on top of that eighth yeah. house sun. I was totally a fucking ghost hunter. <laughs> But I had like a really serious, serious experience, like scary experience and never did it again. And I yeah. learned my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so now when like if anything comes to me that needs help, I am more than helpful, more than Happy willing to help to help them. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I never. That is a boundary and an agreement that I have had with Divine from the time I was very young. Yeah. I'm not available <laughs> to have visuals in this lifetime. I'm not available. And now I think I would be willing, probably, but not really. Yeah. Like I'm willing to do a lot, and I do a lot. But I have a very strong respect for people who are just a villain. And that's the, that's the beauty of the difference between different vibrations, like yeah, different definitely. signs, different people, like – that's beautiful. And knowing which you're more comfortable with. Yeah. Because you can say that. Even and if what it's your just zone your of genius guides. is. Yeah. Exactly. Even if it's your spirit guides, it's like, I'm totally willing to listen, but I can't handle seeing you. So yeah. just talk to me. Yeah. And, and I always that. think they respect that. Definitely. Yeah. You know what I was, um, thank you for that so profoundly. What I was going to say is small and stupid, but I think really funny that because, and of course, my husband's not in here, but after we're finished recording, like, I'm going to bring this up to him and he's absolutely <laughs> going to corroborate it with you. My, this is touchy to say, but I don't think they listen to this podcast. And if they do, like, sorry, it's all coming out right here. <laughs> my brother and sister-in-law have, I don't, I've tried to do research. We've Googled, we have gone deep into this. Their house is on some kind of land. I don't know what's going on with it. We don't sleep. We wow. leave bedraggled. The most profound spiritual experiences of being taken into visions yeah. that I've ever had have been in that house. And it's like being in the hotel in The Shining at oh, the end of it. Goodness. It's like yeah. <laughs> hundreds of voices all the time. That is frightening. And it is frightening. It is, and things happen like light up shoes just go off in the middle of the night. Yeah, oh. it's um, and but they're not available to hear that. And so when you wake up in the morning, like over breakfast, it's a very touchy thing to basically be like, so yeah, because <laughs> some people are really seriously just cut off from it. Yeah, they're, like, they, they don't they don't, don't feel it at all. It's like the apartment I grew up in was haunted as a motherfucker. Like one day, <laughs> I really want to write a book about where I grew up because I seriously like. Where, where did you grow up in New York City? I grew City? up in the South Bronx in like, I'm pretty sure one of the most haunted buildings in the Bronx. And you know, there's just like the history of the yeah. Bronx too. The energy of the energy. South Bronx yes. is so, no joke. It's not. So you add on top of that, being on this haunted motherfucking building, then being like the weird girl wearing all black with like, you know, a lunchbox with Marilyn Manson on one side and Trent Reznor <laughs> on the other. And everybody's just like listening to rap and they're like, what, what's wrong with her? It's like, talk about weird energy. But, you know, it was almost like I was, I didn't feel like I had 
I guess when I was really young, I started to see stuff and I turned it off. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately, I feel like I was just thrown back into it because where I grew up yeah. was so hunted. So it was almost like I feel like I just didn't have a choice. Like spirit in that sense was just part of life or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some people are just really tuned out. So, yeah. you know, what I was getting to with that was that we had an uncle that lived with us on and off for a mm-hmm. few years. He never saw or heard any of the stuff that we dealt with. My grandma like, too. How do you not? But he was just not available. Like he was totally yeah. closed off to anything. Yeah. Didn't see or hear anything. My grandmother lives in the most haunted. Like if you're left alone in a room for too long, you will have to put your proverbial newspaper down and be like, well, <laughs> out of here. Like it will come on, you know, like that buzzing that happens yes. and you're, yeah, like, <laughs> All of a sudden, you feel like everyone's eyes turn toward you. Yeah. Her home is, it's old as well. It's in New Jersey. And she just like happy as a clam, just not <laughs> open. And, and she's a very sensitive woman, but like just, does, just doesn't feel it. Yes. Doesn't feel it. What a life. Right? I know. What I a can't, life. I would always be like, he's so lucky. because I, I know. Would that I could. Right? I would always yeah. just sleep at someone's house if I knew I was going to be home alone. <laughs> I didn't play around with being in that house alone. No, 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 no. But he was just like, la, 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 yeah. watching stuff, you know, eating takeout. Just yeah. like, and I'm like, how are you? And he's like, oh, I actually really like it when no one's here. I'm like, I wish. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you, pal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think we're about at time. Yeah. And I want to, uh, first of all, begin my gratitude process. This, like, what a dream. I Thank literally cannot you. wait for people to hear oh, this. Oh, we ran out of time for X-Files. Oh, fuck. Well, okay. I have two <laughs> things to say. I want to share with people that you're creating a tarot deck. Yes. In the works. In the works. Um, we're not sharing the name of it yet because it's private. Um, it's still like in utero as far as that, but I want to talk about that and have you share a little bit about that. And then, yeah, I just feel really called, <laughs> like deeply drawn to share with people that the two of us are, and I didn't know this about you, but it's one of those things that when you know and you see it, yes. it's a deep, it's a deep heart, deep blood sisterhood bond um human (laughs) bond which is that the two of us are super huge x-files fans and really heavy into x-files fanfic and now that i have super into it (laughs) now that i have become public with that we've come out of the you're out of the closet i have not been (laughs) i mean it's the greatest thing it's one of the deepest joys of my life i'm like not joking (laughs) I love the new fanfic. I love the old fanfic. I don't give a fuck. I love it. I love those characters. Yes. That was written, you know, when the season came back last year, mm-hmm. cannot wait for it to come back again this year. I revisited all of that old, because it had been like a long time for me. I revisited the uh, fanfic I was reading when I was 13, 14 years old. And wow, it's it's beautifully written, yes. a lot of it. Because it was written in an era during the internet where people were like giving their all to this yes, shit. Yes, exactly. They were putting everything into it. And they were... So yeah. they're really creating this world that you yeah. read it and you can like... Get in see there. It and be in it and experience it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one that you can... I'll bet y'all know what you're talking about when you talk about it. Oh my God, not that I can think of right now. Yeah. I have a favorite, 
Mulder, Maybe that'll trigger my memory. I What's your favorite? I think it's called Blinded by the Light. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I know what I'm uh-huh. yep. Mulder and Scully, like, it's yes. after the end of days, yes. and they, like, are both married. They both have kids. <laughs> I and like they find one. each other and they like know it and <laughs> yes. they cheat on their spouses. Yes. I just have a grand old time reading that one. Thank you for saying that because it triggered <laughs> my memory and it helped me remember. Because like I, once you asked the question, it was just like mind clear. And I was like, shit, <laughs> names, totally. names come to me. I don't know why I remember the name of it, but I have other ones that I've enjoyed. Anything by Layla. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? I don't remember her name. That's too bad. Layla Harrison. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good stuff. Oh, yeah. I understand that. I'm in that world, too. <laughs> I've even <laughs> written my own that will not see the day of light. Absolutely. But I, I wouldn't even ask you. I have a lot of fun imagining I'm a character in the X-Files. I'll bet you <laughs> money that I've read your fan fiction. Because I'm heavy <laughs> in that world. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Like, it's one of my... Once was my private guilty pleasure. Now yeah. is public, but I really enjoy it. Like I love it, and I don't, I'm not afraid. I'm, I've always been like like that. Like I love getting lost in things. Me too. I love getting lost in other worlds. I enjoy other people's imaginings of the world. Yes. And um, I've although I've never written fan fiction myself, I would love to perhaps one day take a crack at it's it. So I'll bet it's fun. a great time. I, mean, I started. And I'll keep it short because I know we don't have that much time. But I started in high school. That's where the fan fiction love started. Oh, my God. So you're like and old school. Because yeah, <gasps> I was, of course, X-Files. But also, I was one of the hardcore, like, Buffy? Anne Rice kids. Oh, and wow. And Buffy kids. But, like, Anne Rice came first. I read all of the Vampire Chronicles, I think, in a month because I obsessed. They're and incredible. then my fan fiction, well, this is, I'll squeeze it in because it's too funny of a story to tell, I think. But my fan fiction life started because I finished reading Interview with a Vampire. Mm-hmm. And I was really fucking pissed that Louis just like left Lestat like that in the house and like didn't decide to stay with him. Because in my mind, I was like, it's Lestat. How can you leave him? And I was like, yeah. that's such a shitty thing to do. So like, I actually had so much anger about this that I start, my first fan fiction was me going into that little house that he left him in the basement and like nursing him back to health and like bringing him people so that he could feed and, and then getting him really nice clothes so that I can make Lestat Lestat again. How long was it? Was it like a multi-chapter novel? Yes. And it started for like pure rage because I thought Louis sucked. And I thought, like, how could you leave such a beautiful creature in a basement like that? I'm, like, I'm <laughs> laughing, like, out of delight. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, laughing because it's funny. Like, <laughs> like hearing this feels like I've just been given the keys to the kingdom. Like, I wish, God, I wish I could read that. Oh, but it's so beautiful. So that oh. started it. That totally started it. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> gift. It's incredible. Now, were you, I feel like this goes without saying, I'm sorry, everyone is probably like, what? (laughs) But like, did you write like, um, like Mulder and Scully, like getting together? Were you like one of those people? Oh, I was, I'm just like, my like living for them getting together. I'm still living for them getting together. We're like almost like 35 years old, all of us. Because it was always just so much torture. Will old man Carter give us a sex scene? 
please, 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 please. It is we need 2017. It. Exactly. We need it. They need to like fucking get dirty and get down and get naked. That's what I and, think. And like have sex for like 10 hours. That's right. Yes. A whole episode. I yes. want flashbacks <laughs> and present day. Me too. <laughs> it's not enough. What we were given. I know. It's not enough. Like so much teasing. Like I'd watch that show and I'm just like, I feel sexually repressed because they finally they haven't made out. Like, can they finally I know. just and like then the way that they like <laughs> skipped over the sex in the yes. series and just went to them that like having a so baby? Mad. That made I was me like, so come angry. on. I couldn't get some season three, right? four, five of like banging behind yes. like a file cabinet exactly. in the office. <laughs> Like, come on. I was like, I don't care about the fucking baby. I want to see him inside of her. Like, yes. can they just like... Same. Who cares about William? Yes. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like now that I know that you're an X-Files fan in this way... We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot. We're going to have a lot to talk about with that new series. Oh, yes, I better are. get what I want. <laughs> we better or... I'm going to... Old man car. My husband says, Chris, Car- I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I love Chris Carter. Thank you for bringing the X-Files to us. He's the worst thing that's ever happened to that series. He's got to step down and yes. give it to Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Give it to the, give it to the Morgan boys. Like enough. We are totally going to talk about Anais's deck in <laughs> just a moment, but yeah, we need to keep this going. We will. Off air. Definitely. Um, <laughs> And you know, if there are any secret fans out there, this uh, portion. Please at contact least, me. Like you're, you're. It's okay. You're not alone. No, you're not. That's right. <laughs> you can be. <laughs> yeah, where the truth is out there. The truth is out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, okay. Tell us about as much as you feel like you have a new, you have a tarot deck coming out. Whenever it's meant to be birthed, yes. we don't know, and that's perfect because. You're an eighth house Pisces and yes. you do what you want when you feel like it. <laughs> um, tell us about as much as you want to. Definitely. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's the tarot deck is my baby and mm. it's, you know, in the birthing process and will reach the world soon. And it's something that I just felt called for a long time, but had a lot of fear around it. Like I would mm-hmm. play. It's like I was flirting with the idea. Like you can imagine like a hot person walking into the room and that was like, one day a tarot deck and I would just like look at it, maybe kiss it, maybe be like, you're hot, but you have to go. I'm picturing you know? Jessica Rabbit like with a yes. tarot deck box exactly. <laughs> like around her like middle. So I would flirt with it, but always just be like, no. And I was like, I don't know. I can't do it. And mm-hmm. just doubt myself. And yeah. then um, during one of my darkest kind of emotional plunges, just related to some traumas that have happened in my life over the last few years, mm-hmm. I actually was at home and it was like this clear decision this day of like, I need to start a new creative project or I'm kind of afraid of where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And I just so happened to like this creative project was inspired by a number of things, um, including also some like visuals and stuff online. And I went online that day and just it was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And it just really like, sprouted my creativity and I started making this deck and you know long story short um I am totally a 90s fangirl yes I am so obsessed with the 90s the musicians of the 90s the actors and actresses of the 90s Mm -hmm. um sometimes I look at famous people and stars or characters on shows even and like I just see them as the energy of a card or something 
So I'm like, this person is this energy or this person is that. Mm. So having taken my thought process for most of my life, especially as I'm an avid movie watcher, mm-hmm. um, and the little side note that I will share a little bit about is I'm also like <laughs> a huge, huge David Lynch groupie. And a lot of his stuff, just like I see it as visuals in my head mm. and the characters represent really specific things to me. So pretty much all of those little things are birthed into this project um, that I wasn't sure if it was going to be Oracle or Tarot, but it showed me because it led me to be Tarot. Mm. So um, that's being worked on and I'm excited for uh, when the moment's right and that goes out into the world. So beautiful and such a beautiful (laughs) reflection of the way that you're interpreting. I mean, you've shared a couple of... You've shared a little bit on your Instagram. You've shared tonight like a couple of cards as certain people. And it's just everything. It's just the essence of... I can't wait for people to know it. And um, thank you so much for talking about that. Thank you for being here. This has been a dream. A real dream. So book a session with Anais. She is, as you can tell already the best book a session with Liza too we talked to her last week forgot to say that but her astrology readings are next level tarot obviously next level she makes the most beautiful we didn't talk about this but you make the most beautiful wire wrap crystal jewelry like you work with herbal medicine you're just everything you do is with such love and such integrity just living this path and there's so much depth to her and um I don't know. You're just the best. So book with her. Follow her. Follow her on Instagram at mysticalmandrakeroot. Um, at mysticalmandrakeroot. And what's the name of your website? And uh, so right now I have a website, but it's like under construction. Sweet. So I really just recommend you either go to Instagram, Great. which is mysticalmandrakeroot, or you can go to Facebook, and Facebook is Anais A N A I S Mandrakeroot. Perfect. Perfect. So you heard it here. Thank you so much for being Thank here. you. My pleasure. I was very much looking forward to this and really <laughs> excited about it. And I'm fucking ecstatic that it happened. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And to the wild souls listening, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>